Welcome to Unleashing the Champion Within with your host, Cindy Stewart. Our goal is to connect you with your best and help you live your dream and experience your passion. Each week, we'll bring you an inspiring message and give you the tools to help you release the champion within. Welcome to episode 35 called Cars Negotiating in Business. This really is an episode about my dad and the pivotal things I learned from him that helped me to be a success in life. I love this little quote. It says, dad's is the voice that urges kids to go up higher and says, I know you can do it. Why don't you get up and try again? I'm recording today on what would have been my dad's 86th birthday. And I want to share these lessons. Like I said earlier, I learned from my dad. He was gregarious and lots of fun, not to mention a genius, literally genius IQ. He loved all kinds of cars, but his favorite was his pickup truck, especially when the camper was on it, because he knew he was heading to the lake to fish. He also believed everything was negotiable. It didn't matter what he was buying. He always asked for a better price. I mean, just about everywhere we went. Of course, as a little kid, you're kind of embarrassed. But he thought, you know, it never hurts to ask. And that negotiating technique made him very successful in business. Many of his lessons were valuable and helped me to really advance in life, especially in my business career. And I'm excited to share those. And then there were a few painful ones that created barriers for me. And I have been able to move past them, but I'm not going to spend this episode on it. We'll do that in another one. Now, let me tell you what lesson number one is. It's take care of your stuff. Like I said earlier, my dad loved cars. I mean, all kinds of cars. He was always wheeling, dealing on something. And of course, he did most of the work that needed to be done on him himself. And I got to assist as his junior mechanic. I mean, we would have grease all over us. He taught me how to check all the fluids, change the oil, switch out the spark plugs, and change the tires. And that's pretty good. I don't think I ever did the brakes. And most weekends, my brother and I washed the cars. I mean, cleaned the windows, scrubbed everything, even the white wall tires, if anybody remembers those. And they had to be pristine. He would inspect them. And if we missed something, we had to go and redo it. I want to tell you a funny story about my, one of my dad's cars. It was a Corvair. It's not a Corvette. A Corvair. You may have to Google it. My dad picked up my brother and I from elementary school to get ice cream in his new Corvair. Now, it was new to him, but it was actually used and needed a lot of work. In fact, I was telling my sister about writing this, and she said, don't you remember that someone had to sit in the middle and and hold the doors closed because the uh, little latches on it was broken. Of course, she was older than I am, so she remembered that, but I did not remember that. So just imagine that. Here we are going down the road, and we're holding the doors closed. Of course, nowadays, that would never happen. (laughs) But we went to the Baskin and Robbins ice cream place, and my dad was like, get whatever you want. You can have a double scoop even if you want. And we were going to eat it on the way home with the top down. So think about this. You have two little kids that are in elementary school. We've got a double scoop of ice cream and we've got the top down and we're trying to eat our ice cream while I forgot to mention my dad drives fast. He always drove with his foot pressed all the way down on the gas pedal. There was no medium speed. He always flew everywhere. And what do you think happened to most of our ice cream? 
Most of our ice cream, of course, ended up all over the car, interior and exterior. So guess what we got to do when we got home? Wash the car, of course. My dad taught us how important it was to take care of what we had so it would last longer. And that lesson continued in my life. You know, it's interesting to think about how disposable things are. You know, you get a toaster, it breaks, you throw it away and get another one because the cost of them is so inexpensive and who knows how to fix anything anymore. But my dad taught us that really, if we will keep what we have in pristine condition, you know, wash them, take care of it. If it needs a little oil, oil it, you know, whatever it is, if we are closed, if we keep it in pristine condition, then it will last us a long time. So that was one of the main uh, uh, things that my dad taught me. The other two, lesson two, the other thing was negotiating. It, when you negotiate, you've always have to be willing to walk away, especially when you're purchasing a car. You have to decide, you know, where is your pressure point on this? And you have to be willing to walk away when you don't get the results you need. I remember my dad being thrown out, literally, of a dealership. And my sister said probably every dealership in town. He was very passionate about getting the best deal. And he would, I mean, you know, back in those days, you stayed in the dealership all day long. And you went back and forth. It you know, you didn't, you, you just were there until they, somebody finally said yes, or said no, like my dad did. And I've taken those skills I've learned from him and refined them over the years with my own experience. So I want to share a little bit of my negotiating tools that I use. The first one is understand your motivation for the purchase. Why are you buying this? whether it's something personal or even negotiating with a client, what is the motivation in selling this client what he has, what you, know, what you have? What is that motivation? That, I think that's a key thing, understanding your why. Second, decide how much money you have to spend. And when you have that budget, you know, sometimes you're within a few on one side, few on the other side, whether it's hundred or thousands, depending on what you're buying, but decide how much money you're willing to spend and, and let that be kind of the baseline of where you're willing to go. Number three, choose what your must-haves are. When you're purchasing something, you have to choose what must you have and what is just frivolous or what is something that you can't live without. In fact, I just bought a car and I never buy a new car. I always buy used cars because I just was taught that growing up. Um, because once it goes off the dealership, you lose so much value. So I just bought a car and I had my list of must have, uh, you know, I know it sounds crazy, but I love heated seats. So I had to have heated seats, but there were things that I didn't need, like the you know, they had these nice big smoked wheels, but they were an extra, I don't know, three or $4,000. I didn't need that. That was way over my budget. So choose what you must have and be willing to, you know, let go of the other things. Number four, comparison shop with other suppliers. There's nothing uh, more educating than to comparison shop. And you can see exactly what the market is bearing, what's out there. So you're able to have a better understanding of how much leverage you have in negotiation. 
So that's really key is to know what the market is out there. The next number five is be patient. You know, sometimes we just decide we have to have something and we lose all sense of uh, time. We're like, we have to have it and we have to have it right now. In fact, there was a commercial that used to say um, something like, I want it and I want it now. You know, we have to learn to be patient and wait for that best deal. It took me weeks to find the car I wanted because I knew what I wanted and uh, I just wasn't willing to compromise, even in color. And six, negotiate the deal before you arrive. There's nothing worse than to get there and try to negotiate a deal because really they have leverage because they have you in their territory and they're talking to you about it. As much as you can negotiate over the phone, that that's the way to go. Uh, that's the way my last car was done. In fact, my brother actually did it for me. I didn't really have time and he loves, he's like my dad, he loves that wheeling, dealing car Thing. So he actually found the car for me and he had it delivered to my house. They drove it four hours to my house. So there's a lot of different things that you can add to your package when you're negotiating a deal. And really from my dad's training, I have purchased almost all of our cars in our 38 years of marriage and I keep them maintained because that was just and bred in me, you know, I'll look and say, oh, it's time to change the oil, including my husband's car. Now, he'll take them out and get them washed and keep them clean, but I keep the, I keep the guts good and running right. So when you're negotiating, remember, you've got to have those six keys. And if you can't uh, work around what you need, then you have to be willing to walk away. So that's a little, uh, little tip there. And then lesson three is business success. Now, I spent a lot of time with my dad, especially in my younger, you know, when I was 10, 11 and under. And he spent a lot of time teaching me about business. And those things he's taught me have proven to be pivotal marketer markers and brought me great success over the year. And it's funny because these times are some of the fondest memories I have with him. Because, you know, there wasn't all the noise. It was just about sharing what he had to give. And it was so incredible. My dad was a super early riser and I am too. I still am today. Yeah. I just love the early mornings and every Saturday morning, whoever was up early got to go wherever he was going. And we never knew he would just be like, throw on your car clothes and let's go. Sometimes we would hang out at the Dunkin' Donuts and have coffee and Dunkin' Donuts. And, and then some mornings we would drive up to the lake to fish and I remember spending Saturday mornings riding around in his baby blue Ford pickup truck. Really, Ford's, other than that Corvair, was, he figured, the optimum car. He didn't really like anything else. And my dad would tell me all about business. He'd tell me stories about his work. He'd tell me about problems they encountered and what are some of the solutions they came up with or if it was still a problem what some of the solutions would be or what, what they could do. I mean, he really just would brainstorm and talk to me about it. And he, then he'd look at me and ask me, he'd say, what do you think about this, Cindy Bug? He called me Cindy Bug. And it was so amazing because, you know, when I was a young girl, I didn't really think that much about it. I was interested because my dad was sharing things with me and, and I had that kind of that uh, 
focused time with him. You know, I, I was a captive audience because there wasn't any, anywhere I could go. And he would just share all those things of life and business with me. And it was amazing. And then there were times where his friends would come over and they would actually come over a lot. And we would sit with them at the table and I would be able to just listen to their conversation. Now, I didn't get to chime in like I did when I was alone with my dad, but there was so much to learn when they talked. And these mentoring times with these men was really um, very interesting in my life as I look back on them. And I just want to share a few highlights in those seasons. You know, my first of all, my dad taught me the importance of listening. There is so much to be gained by listening, such as understanding their motive. You know, when people are talking, you can pick up what's driving them as they share. Next, my dad would uh, taught me to really ask questions that required more than a yes or no answer. You know, when you ask a question, you want uh, the person answering to elaborate, and it provides an opportunity for clarity and understanding in what they're saying. You know, there's not much of a conversation if the other person's just going, yes, no, yes, no. You want them to expand. Another thing my dad taught me was there's a difference when you interact with men and interacting with women. In his career, there were very few women executives. And in order for me to succeed in the business world as a woman, I needed to learn the language of men. And I know even today you wouldn't think that that's true, but it actually is. Throughout my career, at the level I operated at and the executive level, there were only a few women, one, two, maybe three, but most all my customers at that level were men. And I'm hoping that as the future goes, that that will definitely change. But there is a definite difference between interacting with men. They're, they're, they're simple. They uh, are to the point, direct. And women, which like to have a little bit more discussion. And it's not a good or bad thing. It's just that we're all different. And my dad taught me to listen carefully, ask good questions, and speak clearly and directly to whatever they're discussing. And that was a great gift for me, being serving on boards, executive boards, boards of companies. It really helped me to be successful at what I did. And lastly, my dad taught me I could accomplish anything I set my mind to. He used to say, don't let anything slow you down. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do something. And he felt like all of us, my all of our siblings should be business executives because that's what he was. And he thought that really was the best avenue for anyone. And that's really what drove me toward that career because that's all I knew. My mom was, for the most part, a stay-at-home mom until my mom and dad got a divorce. And what she did was she was very successful at, but as a child, I grew up thinking a business career was what the next step for me was. And I have loved it. I love being in the business arena, but he really taught me so many things that I've been able to use and, and refine and, and adjust to, you know, my particular situation and my particular personality. And, you know, there were so many other good things I learned from my dad. I can't share everything today. He was not perfect, and there's no parent who is perfect, including me. You know, I'm sure my kids could tell you. 
And we had many clashes. You know, we had disagreements about, you know, business things. Uh, you know, things he would have done, I wouldn't have done. We had disagreements about cultural things. But, but it took me years to really realize how much I learned from him. And I never doubted that he loved us or he desired all of us to be happy and successful. So I'm interested, did you learn something from your father that was pivotal in your life? Did, did he make an, uh, you know, have that influence on you that has created success around you? I'd love to hear from you. You can leave a comment on my Facebook page, or you can email me at cindy at cindy-stewart.com. Or if you want some help, just processing through some of these things that you've been through, the good, the bad, how to uh, really succeed in the environment you're in, go to my website and just fill out a connection form. You know, you are the best investment you can make. And I know I close every show with that, but it's true. When you invest in you, you see change and transformation and that affects everyone around you. So I want you to be successful and live your dream, experience your passion and invest in yourself. So I have a few upcoming events and you can access them on my website, cindy-stewart.com forward slash events. But one's coming up in June. It's at my church, Tarpon Springs, Florida, the gathering. It's June 15th and 16th. And it's going to be women on the front line with Patricia King, Brandy Bout, and myself. Should be a great time. And then in August, come you know, in Tampa, we're going to be invading the heavens with Sid Roth, Robert Henderson, uh, Dr. Keenan, and Gloria Bridges, and myself. So there's quite a few things going on. Check them out on my website. I'd love to meet you. And uh, you can check out my new book that will be coming out in July called God's Dream for Your Life. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed today's episode, do us a favor before you go. I promise it will only take a very short time. Please head to iTunes and rate this podcast. This is huge for us in terms of improving our ranking and keeping the show visible so other people can discover it. So thank you ahead of time for helping us out. To find out more about Unleashing the Champion Within, go to our website, cindy-stewart.com. Our music today is by Alexander and the Grapes. Check out their latest release, Hyperself, on iTunes.